search for freedom I have found in you You're the healer Who makes all things new Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going back Moving ahead Here to declare to you My past is over You Things are made new Surrender my life I'm moving, moving forward oh, oh, oh. You've risen With all power in your hands You have given me A second chance 
thank you that you have made all things new. And we thank you, God, that we can move forward, God. We thank you, God, for the help of the Holy Spirit who will help us to move forward in spite of what's going on around us. We thank you, God, for giving us the strength, God, because you said we're strong in you and in the power of your might. God, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So, God, I come against God, every principality, every power, every spirit of wickedness, every spirit that's in high places, every spirit of darkness. God, I come against them right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that we're standing and we're doing all to stand. And even when we think we can't stand, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we are still standing, God. And what we're standing on, God, is your word, God. We stand, God, because we do have a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. God, without him helping us, God, we could not stand. So, Holy Spirit, if we have quenched you in any way, forgive us on today. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you continually help us, that you continually teach us, that you continually comfort us in the times of trouble as such as this. So, Father, we just thank you. And, Father, I thank you because I know I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I, it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of us. So, God, we thank you for all the resources, God, that you have given us from the heavenlies, God, to use in such a time as this. Because you said you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, God, it's not like we don't have. God, it's just that we're not using what you have already provided. So forgive us for that on today, God, and we shall move forward, even in the midst of opposition. So I plead the blood of Jesus right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask, God, that you open your people's hearts to hear, God, what you have for them to hear on this day and for them to see what you would have for them to see so they can do, God, what you would have for them to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to go back to the book of Exodus. The Lord want to show something unto us, and I believe that this will help all of us, but we want to hear what he has to say, and we want to hearken unto his voice, amen? And we know when we hear his word, it is his voice. You may hear me, but we know it's God coming through me. So Exodus, the 14th chapter, and let's look at verse 15, Exodus 14, 15, and let's hear what God is saying. Exodus 14, 15. And while we're finding it, let's just say God is good. good. Oh, yes, he is. And all the time. Hallelujah. Verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. So you may be seated. The Lord was giving me this because... In times that we come to God and in times of prayer, we should be able to talk to God and not only talk to him, but hear what he has to say unto us. And I believe sometimes we do all the talking, but we don't do the listening. And God wants us to listen to what he's saying for such a time as this. And as I was in prayer, God gave me a word and the word that he gave me was motionless. And I said, God, what are you saying? He said, Basically, my people are becoming motionless. Motionless mean not moving. And the reason why some people are not moving, he gave me scripture after scripture, why people are becoming motionless and they're not moving. 
And I'm going to go over this, and it may be a lot of scriptures to take in, but God want to give the root of why things is happening because all of us have things that happen in our lives. And, you know, we've been seeking God and seem like the more we seek God, seem like things begin to break loose even the more. And that's when we should know that through seeking him and through standing on his word, you're going to have some opposition. You're going to have some things that if it don't come at you, it's going to come at your children. If it don't come at your children, it's going to come at your family. If it don't come at your family, it's going to come on your jobs. The enemy is going to use whatever he can to stop you from moving in what God has given you. So he took me back on the journey with the Israelites. And y'all know the Israelites, they were God's covenant people. God gave them a promise. He gave that promise even before some of those Israelites was born. He gave the promise to Abraham. He told Abraham what was going to happen to his covenant people. He told him that they were going to go into bondage, but he said they're coming out. So God, he'll give you a promise, but he's going to let you know that even doing the promise that he gives you, some things are going to occur doing that promise, but that's not for us to be motionless. It's not for us to be stagnated. It's not for us to just stop and don't continue to do what God is telling us to do. So we know that he told Abraham that they were going into bondage, but he gave Abraham a promise. He said, they're coming out. And guess what? Abraham wasn't even here to see them come out of bondage, but he had a word from the Lord. So he, Abraham was like this. I don't have to be here to see it. God, you already told me what was going to take place. So I'm going to take you at your word. And this is where God wants his people to be today. God, I don't have to be here to know that your word is not going to take effect because your word is effective. So even if I'm not here, your word is still going to stand because you already told me. So God, I'm going to stand on what you say and regardless if I'm here or not, because that's what faith is. That's what living by faith is about. I don't have to see it. I know what you said. God, you don't have to prove nothing to me because you're God. You're not man. And if you said it, no matter what's going on around me, that don't change who you are. You are El Shaddai. You the almighty God. God, that's who you are. You the creator. You Elohim. God, you have some names that's a high above all names. So just because this is happening in my life, that don't change your promise. That don't change what you said. God is encouraging you today to say, keep it moving. Quit being motionless. Quit looking at what's going on around you or what's behind you or what's in front. God said, quit. He said, your focus is off. You need to be focused on what I said. I'm not going to change what I said no matter what's breaking loose around you. We're looking at too much of what's going on around us. We're checking the internet too much. We're trying to do things man's way instead of hearing what God has to say. Everything you need is written. I don't have to look on the internet itself for what's already written. And I can't look it up with everybody because everybody's not about God. They're about what they believe outside of what God is saying. When you look on the internet, everybody got an opinion. And if that opinion is not lining up with truth, you don't need to be listening to it. Sometimes we get overwhelmed. We get so devastated with what's going on in our lives. We're calling on everybody except God. And God wants us to learn to wait on him. 
He wants us to learn to seek him to the point of saying, God, I know how I'm feeling. I know what I'm seeing, but you haven't told me to move on that yet. You told me to stand still. You told me to see the salvation of the Lord. So God, I'm going to stand still. God, I'm going to stand while I'm standing. I'm standing on what you have already said. I'm not trying to drum up nothing else. Some of us are trying to drum up other things. Those things don't last. Some of us try to stick to other things. How many know it don't last? It don't last. It fails. The word of God says heaven and earth. All of this that everybody's dependent upon, it's going to pass. My Bible tells me it will pass. He said, but my word will stand. It will remain. And this is one thing that we're not standing upon. We're looking at everything in the world. It will pass. Y'all, this is so funny. Me and Evangelist Newton and her husband and my husband was talking before service. And God is so hilarious. He'll bring stuff up to put it into what you're saying. You know, ladies, um, sometimes we have a lot of shoes, right? And we store those shoes because we're saying, whenever I want to wear something, I got a color for everything I want to wear. So I'm just going to get them because they're on sale. And I'm just going to keep them. And I'll have them if I need them. Amen? So one day I pulled out an outfit and I said, I got a pair of shoes for that outfit. Thank you, Jesus. Put on those shoes and didn't think about those shoes no more. And Miss Othea Lofton right there. Now, Othea Lofton after church, she checks the rows and go up and down. You know, sometimes she check to see what she can find. <laughs> but she give it back to you. If she know it's yours, she hold it up. So she come to the pulpit and she say, what's this little black stuff on this pulpit? So I'm sitting there watching her. I said, Thea, go check in the office. I took my shoes off. I believe it come off those shoes. Guess what? Those were shoes, y'all, that was new that I have never worn. But I kept them for decades. And they come apart. I wasn't moving that much that Sunday, but I moved enough for them to break down. (laughs) Heaven and earth shall pass away. But I was preaching and teaching the word, but it would always stand. It's not going to crumble. It's not going to fail. You're not going to find his word. Not a word he speaks is going to fall to the ground. It's going to bring life. So why do we hold on to these things? Because you know why? Because yet we're not in a position to know that when I need them shoes, God will provide them. I don't have to, the Bible tells us, do not store up your treasures here on earth where what? The moths and what? Rods come in and what? Corrupt. Was my shoes not corrupt? It ain't doing me no good because when I need them, I don't save them for all those years. But when I need them, they don't last. Come on, just like Evangelist Newton said, name brand stuff. It's just a name, but it ain't above his name. Because at the name of Jesus, every shoe shall bow. Every knee shall bow. To that name, those shoes had to bow, y'all. Because I'm calling on Jesus. They bowed down, they broke loose, and Athea found the evidence. So when I got home, I had to throw them away. 
Some things we like so much that we want to try to repair them ourselves. Is that not right? But some things are beyond repairable. But when you begin to talk to God about it, when you begin to talk to Daddy and say, Daddy, you know how much I love this and you know I don't have the money to replace it. So, Daddy, what would you have for me to do with this? Then you become George Washington Carver. Then you begin to lift it up to him and say, Mr. Creator, you created this. Tell me what you will have for me to do with it. And God will give you a new invention. Invention and nobody would know what to do but God. So what, what am I saying? God is saying the body of Christ have become motionless. We have stopped moving. God said we are his kingdom people. We are his ambassadors. We are his citizens. The kingdom rules over all. That means everything else may slow down, but the kingdom never stops. We're supposed to bring the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, we're supposed to bring it to this earth. We don't supposed to stop because it's change on this earth. We're supposed to keep it moving to the point that they know that there is a creator. That they know that there is a God that's El Shaddai, almighty, the all-sufficient one. When our money stops, we keep it moving. We don't stop moving because there's no money in the bank. We don't stop moving because we got pain in our body. We don't stop moving based on natural. We keep moving because we're supernatural people. You're in it, in this world, but you're not of it. So you don't do what the world does. When the world stops, you don't stop. When grass prices go up, you don't stop. Because God is your supplier. Yes, they went up, but that shouldn't stop you from moving. That shouldn't stop you from promoting the kingdom. That shouldn't stop you from saying, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ. It came through him, not through me. So I'm not going to stop because the gas prices are going up. I still need gas in my car. So God is going to supply the shortage because he has everything and I'm his citizen and he's not going to fail me. God said, whoever put their trust in him will not be made ashamed of. That's his word. God said, I will not be made ashamed of. So why are we afraid to decree his word? Because we don't want to be made a fool of and because we don't trust God. It don't matter what people say. It don't matter what people think. They say anything around us. The majority of them, they don't care. And we sit up there and we let them talk about our God. He's in us. And we keep quiet. But they talk about what they don't believe. And we sit up there and know it's lies. And we don't say nothing to defend the kingdom that we're from. His kingdom rules over all. So here they are. They have come out, come out of Egypt, but before, when they were on the journey, see, what we have to understand is wherever we go, being that we're born again, we're not going alone. This is why God said, I will never leave you, nor shall I forsake you. He said, I will be with you even until the end of the world. Meaning that everywhere you go, you're taking me. Every place you enter, everywhere the souls that your feet shall tread, you're supposed to possess that ground because I'm with you. You're supposed to take orders from me. 
You don't supposed to stop moving because everybody else have stopped moving. You're supposed to keep it moving because you know who you are in me. So this is what, before they even got to this part in 14, God was bringing them out of Egypt. Now guess what? He used Moses, but it was God. See, Moses knew it was God. Moses knew he could not do this by himself. So God had to fine-tune Moses. God had to get Moses to a place to let him know, Moses, I chose you. So whatever I tell you to do, it's going to work. Moses, it ain't in your talking. It's based on my word. Moses, it ain't what you do. It's based on what I'm going to do through you, Moses. That's what I want you to get in your heart, not in your head. Because every time God came to Moses, Moses had an excuse. You know, I love that with Moses. Because some people are trying to go out there and deliver something that they don't have revelation on. They're going out there and trying to make all these Instagram, social media accounts and boosting people up. But they are not where they need to be in the Lord. And people are following that because they're not where they need to be. And then when that person falls, you fall because you wasn't where you need to be. The ones that's going to stand are the ones that's steadfast, unremovable, always, get it, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Even though they got trouble on every side, they're going to still be moving. They may be limping a little bit, darling, but they got that limp going to be for real. They're going to keep limping just like Jacob. He wrestled with that angel. All night long. That angel said, turn me loose. He said, not until you bless me. See, he know he was a schemer. He know he was a trickster. He said, I want all of this in my life changed. So even when his hip was out of joint, he still didn't let go. See, even when we're wrecked with pain, even when things are hitting us, we don't supposed to let go of what God said because it ain't based on them or that. It's based on what he's saying unto us. How can I deliver this message? Because in my times of trouble, when the enemy want to come in like a flood, when I feel like all hope is gone, when I feel like people are not hearing what God has to say, when I feel like I want to throw in the towel, God said, don't you get motionless on me. God said, don't you stand still. He said, don't you get motionless. He said, I want you to rise up. I want you to move forward. He said, I want you to move forward. And what I said, if nobody move, you don't stop moving. And that's the problem with the body of Christ. See, what Moses told God was, and I love this so much, he wasn't worried about the people going. He said, God... If you don't go with us, I'm not moving. He said, if your presence don't go with us, God, I'm not moving. I'm not going. Because he knew without the presence of the Lord, have we figured it out, people? Without God, you are nothing. Without God, you can do nothing. Without God, you are lifeless. Because if God depart from you just like the world, God said, I love you so much. I want you to have my life. I want you to have eternal life. That's why when Jesus hung wide on the cross, Jesus said, forgive them. 
for they know not what they do. I'm going there. And we're hating on people because they sounding stupid. We're hating on them. How can Jesus, the one that was on the cross, they were sounding stupid, ridiculous, everything. But he opened not his mouth because he knew God reigned on the just as well as the unjust. Jesus gave up his life for every man, even Hitler that was killing people. He died for Hitler. He died for the, the, everybody. Buddha, Muhammad, he gave them a right to choose. And what we're doing, we're choosing what we want to choose instead of choosing what the word says. I don't care how right a man look. If he ain't lining up with the whole God. Now let me tell you something. Everybody ain't going to line up with it. Do y'all realize this? I ain't found a man yet. You show me one. That lines up on a daily basis. Come on, I've been preaching the word for 20 years and I mess up. But I remind myself, I'm righteous because of him and not me. But when I mess up, I don't stay in my mess up. I get up because of what I know. Now that's the difference. But if you keep messing up, then you need to check yourself. Because ain't no way you can be in him and he's in you and you still doing the same thing after 20 years. You cannot tell me the love of God is shed abroad in your heart if you still hating people after 20 some years. His love don't hate people. I don't care how they act. I don't care what they say. He said that's still my son. That's still my daughter. I died for them just as well as I died for you. So we have to go to our father. So he prepared Moses. He got to prepare you before you can even get before his people. God ain't going to let anybody get before his people if their house is tore up. He got to get you in a place that you can clean up your house first. You can't come in God's house and try to teach somebody else when you know your house is tore up from the... You got so many men and women trying to tell people in, in, in the church what to do. And they go home, they ain't cleaning, they ain't cooking. They ain't treating people, their children right. They ain't treating their mate right. Don't even want to communicate in the house. Don't even want to hold conversation. Don't even want to be together like husband and wife should. And then get behind the pulpit and say, you know... God is good and he still loves you. Yes, he does. And you need to love your mate. You need to love your children. And they over there about to pass out and eat because of the Holy Ghost. And eat because of the heat. They about to pass out because they say he lying. Whatever people get accustomed to do, they don't think it's wrong. When they get in the habit of doing something and they do it so long, that's normal. And people that are spiritual, they see behind your normal. They see that it's the spirit that's leading you and you think you okay, but you're not okay. You cannot tell the church to give into the church and you don't need to give into your own house. You go gamble your money away. You go waste your money away. And you up there telling people to give into the house of God so you can still gamble and cheat? No. It's exposing time, y'all, for real. 
it's exposing time for real. You're going to know the ones that's real. Because the ones that's truly real is the ones that's going to last during this pandemic. Because when things really, really, truly go down, you're going to know the ones who was really walking by faith. You're going to know the ones who was truly not dependent on man, but put their dependency on God. And when things come up, God will turn the hearts of man to give what's needed unto you. That's just how good our father is. Because God know everybody need money to live here on this earth. He knows this, but he don't want the love of that money to become the root of all evil. It's okay to have it. But when you love your money more than you love God, where you can't give it to help, you love money more than you love God, and that's of the world. See, right now, famous people are still getting paid because they know how to scheme. They know how to make things work when things ain't working. They know how to get it, and they know how to still live. But guess what? That's getting ready to come to a standstill. That's getting ready to come to a halt because God is even telling those that's billionaires, that's millionaires, that got all this money, the money cannot save you. And that's why we should be out there preaching 911, what's your emergency? Lost souls. And if we keep preaching truth, y'all, people will turn towards the truth because they begin to see my money can't save me from this pandemic. I can give them all the money in the world and they can't even come up with a cure. So I need a savior. Because if I check out before time, I know where I'm going. So our job is, before anybody check out, we want to make sure they're ready. We want to make sure their bags are packed. So when you look in Exodus, the Bible said that God did not take them. When you go back to Exodus, I believe it's 13. You go back to Exodus 13, it says in verse 17, And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest preadventure the people repent, that means change their mind, when they see war and they return to Egypt. So let me tell you how good our God is. God know where we are, y'all. He know what we can stand. He know your walk of faith with him. Some people may not be in the same category as other people, even though they're saved. Some people may have been saved for 20 and 30 years, and some person may have been saved a year, and they're in a better category than the one for 20 or 30 years. God know where you are. He knew those people had just come out of Egypt. And he knew that if he had taken them through the way of the Philistines, war would have broke out and they weren't ready for war. See, God know what you're ready for. He know what will stagnate you. He know what will not keep you moving to the promise that God has given you. So God said, I don't want to disencourage the people. He said, I'm going to take them on a longer journey because I know they're not ready for war. See, some of y'all, God is taking on a longer journey. Because he know you're not ready for some things like other people are ready. You cannot get with a mature Christian and you a babe and you're trying to act like that mature Christian and you just got saved. God said you ain't ready for spiritual warfare yet. You ain't been taught yet the way you need to be taught. You need to stay in your lane. And some people are out of their lane because they got a big mouth. They got a, a bite with no bark. Right? Is that how it go? Bark with no bite. I get it mixed up. 
But you got a lot of people that way and there's a lot of people following people that have big mouths and that's all they got. You got to know what's behind that mouth. And if you don't know what's behind that mouth, they'll get you killed right along with them. You remember in the Bible, they were seeing the the works of God through Paul. Because when Paul called on the name of Jesus and that girl with the spirit of divination, she was delivered. So they wanted to do like Paul. So they was trying to cast out these demons, the seven sons of Sceva. What happened? That demon began to speak. That demon said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? They left their bruised, naked, running. Some of y'all are bruised, naked, and running. And act like you know. But you don't know. That's when you got to sit down and be taught and hear what the Spirit has to say. People will boost you up and make you think that you're in a place to run with those that have been through a place. If you ain't gotten to that place, I advise you to sit down and learn all you can while you can. Because God will put you under people to help you to get through what yet has not come. He do not send you teaching beforehand for you just to come in here on Sunday, open it up, go home and close it up and not seek the Lord on what he's saying to you. I know what he said to me. So I'm giving you what he said to me. He had to give it to me first, y'all. I had to sit down and I had to talk to him for a while because God know when you get tired. God know when you feel like giving up because when everything is coming at you, When you're trying to get you together, I know some of y'all are here. You're trying to get you together and then you get a call after call after call. And you got to encourage people in the midst of your situation. Come on, you know you're not stagnated. You know you're keeping it moving because you don't even want to answer the phone. But you say, God, you chose me for this. You already knew what was going on before it was going on. So God, here am I. What would you have me to say? How would you have me to say it? What would you have me to do? God, even in the midst of this, keep it moving. Keep my word before you. Let my word be before you at all times so you'll know how to answer your adversary. And you know, y'all, when you get into this word, God will encourage you with this word, and you'll be encouraged so much. You'll be, I repent. Forgive me, Lord, for being in that place for just a little while. We all human, and we do get to that place, don't we? We get to that place where we just feel like, God, your people. Because you see so many of God's people saying that they're his people, but they're not living like they're his people. So you really don't know who to connect with no more. You don't know really who to talk. Am I talking? You don't know. Sometimes you're just saying you got all these people out here saying, Lord, Lord. But the Bible say everybody that say, Lord, Lord, they really don't know me. They're pulling back on me. They don't know me. They're calling my name, but yet they're listening to the world. So how can you know me when you're listening to what the world says? And this is what God shared with me too. Let me find it because the Holy Spirit is reminding me. It's in St. John, the sixth chapter. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. He said in St. John, the fifth chapter, I'm sorry, verse 43. I'm going to read at verse 42. He said, but I know you that you have not the love of God in you. Listen at this. I have come in my father's name and you receive me not. 
If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. When God gave me that, I said, God, is true. We're coming at people in your name. People ain't receiving that. Somebody come in another name. People bowing down to that name. They're ready to do whatever that name tell them to do. Because they put trust and faith in other names, but not the name of Jesus. You got a whole lot of Christian folk putting their trust in other names, but not putting their trust in Jesus. So when God was talking to Moses, he was the leader. Check it out, y'all. It said, I'm back over here to Exodus 14. It said that the children cried out. Remember first, God would not take them a certain way because he didn't want them to go in war because he knew that they were not ready for war. So whatever God know you're not ready for, guess what? God ain't going to put no more on you than you can bear, y'all. Sometimes we get in stuff that God ain't told us to get in. We cry out to him, and God's still ready to help us because we're crying out to him. But these people, they cried out to God when they saw Pharaoh. They was like, okay, you know, we out of Egypt. They were happy. They were out of bondage. But let me tell you something. We're out of bondage. Spiritually, we're out of bondage. We're no longer slaves. We're free, but as long as we're in this world, you're going to find some slavery. You're going to find some bondage in this world. That's why you got to go on your new identity. I want y'all to hear me. In the natural, you can be a slave if you choose to. But I'm no slave to nobody. I don't care what they try. I know who I am in him. So I don't have to prove myself to nobody. I live according to the word of God. You are no longer a slave to sin. But as long as you're in this world, you're going to have people that are racist. You're going to have people that are coming against different races. Y'all, come on. You're going to have this. You're in a fallen world. You're going to have people that don't believe that black and white should come together. You're going to have it. Did y'all read your Bible? That it said, check this. I wonder if y'all heard this verse. I'm going to read it slow. For God so loved the world, everything in the world, every color. The world means everybody. He didn't separate colors. He didn't separate crime. He didn't separate none of that. It say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in who? Not the world. Y'all want y'all to catch it. You can't believe in what the world, the world can't save you. That believe in him shall not what? That may be destroyed. But have what? Where are you going to get your everlasting life from? The world? No, you get it through him. Through believing in him. So let me ask you a question. No matter what the world do, if you're not in it, why are you being of it? You're supposed to bring change to what the world is doing. You're supposed to tell them what your father done outside of what they're doing. And that's how you come.
come together in unity by them accepting the one and true living God. And I'm going to say this, even the ones that have accepted him still yet don't know him because they have hate in their heart for other people. And it comes out during pandemics, during riots. You find out who people really are. You find out how people hated you without a cause. Because all the evil begin to get stirred up because when light come in the midst of darkness... Evil is going to be exposed. So this is what the words say. So I want to understand why Christian folks are not looking at the word and they're adding to the word to speak their mind. Jesus did what the father told him to do outside of what the world was doing. That's why he was really hated. You cannot even agree with the world even when it sounds good, y'all. Everything good ain't God. The only one good is God, and my goodness come through him and not through me. So when you understand where good come from, you will understand that just because somebody's talking right don't mean they're right. The only way they're going to be right is through Jesus Christ, and still they got to live a righteous life, his way of living and not their own. So if they say that they're right, according to Jesus, their lifestyle got to add up to whom they're serving. And if after many years it's not adding up, uh-uh, I don't, I don't go for that. Because that's not my God. That's not his way of doing things. Read it. From the beginning to the end. My Bible tells me God is about life, not death. His word tells me. God said there's blessings, there's curses. There's life, and there's death. He said, choose, but I want you to choose. God is always about life. So that's what we're supposed to be about, is life, because he is life. So we see, the first thing is, he had to take them another way because he knew where they were. Sometimes we try to move people too fast. We try to put people somewhere where God ain't told us to put them, and then we want people to rise up to the occasion where you put them. You cannot put people where they're not. You have to watch people and see what they can handle. Because God gives everybody an ability. He gave one five, he gave one two, he gave one one. It was according to the ability that was in them. He knew what they could carry. Some people give people stuff because they feel like they're so word-minded, but they're no heavenly good. I'm just going to be honest. They speak the word all the time. But then when you put them in the place to live what they're speaking, they can't carry it. They're complaining. They're murmuring, just like these Israelites. So getting back. So this is what was happening. They come out. But when they come out, they saw Pharaoh coming. This was the devil. They thought they, had, they were through with Pharaoh. When they looked up and they saw him, fear came. Panic came. The Bible said they were so afraid. But guess what they did, y'all? God showed me this. He said they cried out to me. I said, wow. In their fear, they cried out to God. How many of us in our fear, we cry out to God? Nobody but me. Don't be acting like you ain't been fearful and you ain't been afraid. Some of y'all is so fearful, you're shaking and people, yeah. You're shaking in your boots. And you're still smiling, but you're shaking. 
So they were afraid. They cried out to him. But guess what they did after they cried out? Come on, we all done it. The Bible said after they cried out, they jumped on their leader. They got to jump on somebody. They couldn't see God. Yeah. And they said unto Moses. Now, wait a minute. I'm reading in verse 11, Exodus 14. Check this, y'all. They cried out to God, but now they're talking to Moses. Okay? So they left God alone, but now they're talking to the leader that God gave them. So really, they're coming against God, acting like they're not. Because there was no graves in Egypt. Now they're talking death. Has thou taken us away to die in this wilderness? It's all Moses' fault. I don't think that Moses carried those million of people on his shoulders. I don't think he picked up each one of them, took them out of Egypt, and went back and got another one. They had to walk on their own, didn't they? Every one of y'all have a choice. Don't you blame nothing on me. I want y'all to look around at each other in this room right now. Look around. Look at each other and say, hello. I didn't make you come up in here. I didn't ask you to come up in here. You walked up in here on your own. Hello, somebody. But you got to blame somebody. Amen. They blame Moses. They say, you brought us up in here to die, Apostle Amanda Bryant. That's funny, ain't it, Daddy? <laughs> Look, ignorant, gone to see. And I'm in here with you. <laughs> Do people think before they talk? I'm right here with you. <laughs> now the excuse would be, but you here. We out there. You got your little area. We don't. You six feet apart like they said. Now, this is what man say. You sanitize down. <laughs> Lord, help us, Jesus. But they blame Moses. You want us to die in this wilderness. Now, look at here. <laughs> hmm. Wherefore has thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out why did they say he took them out? You walked out on your own. Is not this the word that we told you in Egypt? Let us alone that, that we may serve these Egyptians. Wait a minute, y'all. Do y'all have freedom of choice? Okay, if, we, if we're going to get deep with it, I'm going to let each and every one of y'all know when to go to the toilet, Okay. If it ain't your time to go to the toilet, I want you to sit there and I want you to hold it. You have no choice when you urinate or do nothing else. I'm going to tell you when you can drive your car and when you can't. Y'all understand? I'm going to tell you who you can visit and who you can't. Y'all understand? You have no choice. No. That's the, not the way God created it. He gave everybody a will. Whatever you will to do, he's not going to stop you. He gave you a choice. So they blame Moses, but check this out. He said, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better. Could y'all check this? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in this wilderness. They speak in death upon themselves. But even in them speaking death, I want y'all to catch it. Please catch this. 
their leader. This is what they said. He said, and Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. He was getting to what? The root of it. Fear me, don't you be afraid. Stand still. Be courageous. And see the salvation of the Lord. See God save you. See God deliver you. See God prosper you. But the first thing that you cannot do is fear. He said, now listen at what he said. Which he will show to you today. He will work for, yo, look at God. He said, I'm not going to wait on this one. I'm going to show you today. Only thing I need for you not, fear not. He said, I'm going to show you today my works. I'm going to show you today that I am God. He said, but I want you to fear not. I want you to stand still, be courageous, because I want you to see the salvation. I want you to see the deliverance coming from my hand. This is what he said. He said, for the Egyptians, come on, here go the devil, whom you have seen today, You shall see them again no more forever. Don't y'all know the devil, I mean, God has set the devil up. The ones that's been talking about you. The ones that's been lying on you. The ones that don't want to shut their mouth. Only thing you got to do is fear thou not. Stand still. Be of a good courage. Because they're going to see the salvation of the Lord and that that they've been saying you ain't gonna see it no more today it stops today this is what God is saying this is how Moses said it to them now look at this the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace meaning that be quiet when you know they're lying be quiet You don't have to justify nothing when you're standing on my word. You don't have to call them and call them nothing. (laughs) Just be quiet. Because God is already fighting for you. You done spoke the word. God already spoke his word. Guess what the word was? They are going to be in bondage. But I'm going to bring them out. Already spoken. So just because the enemy is coming in like a flood. I don't want you to look at that. I want you to look at the spirit of the living God that's in you. That's going to raise up a standard right before you. And that that you see now, you will see no more today. So after Moses has said everything, this is so funny. After Moses has said everything, now God is saying, why are you still crying out to me, Moses? He knew what was going on with Moses. Moses didn't spoke his word. He said, why are you crying out to me? And he said, speak. Command the children of Israel that I have put up under your care to go forward. Why? Because God said, I made them a promise. And they got to get to the promise. God said, even though I made the promise to you, you're going to have things in your way. And it's going to try to stop you from getting what I have already provided. Y'all don't see the word. He said it's going to try to stop you, to keep you from getting from what I have provided for you. I'm not going to change my promise. Just because you're going through spiritual warfare. 
Just because you're going through in your mind, you're going through in your body, you're going through on every side, everywhere you turn, you're going through. He said, it's not going to change my promise. But you got to get to my promise. Just because your money acting a little funny, what was the word I gave you? I don't care if I gave it to you 50 years ago. Move forward. That's what he's saying. What are you waiting for? Move forward. You can't stop now. That ain't what I said. Go on what I told you. Now y'all look. God told Moses what he was going to do. So God had to react according to what he said. Because God said, I'm not going to be made ashamed of. You're not going to be made ashamed of. And what did they do? Then the next thing that God told Moses, I have given you what to use for you to move forward. I have given you power in your hands. I have given you power. Use what you have. He said, what's in your hand, Moses? Lift up the rod that's in your hand. Tell that Red Sea who had to speak. So I, I need to ask you something. Why are you waiting on God to do something? He's waiting on you. God said, the heavens and the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth, are y'all living on the earth? No, you ain't. Can't be. Because there's too many people still. That's why some people knees hurting. Because you down there still begging God. Oh, Lord. Jesus in heaven. I've been unasked for this a long time and my legs is hurting. Just switch positions. Just stand up a little while and keep begging. That's all you do. Get off them knees. Stand up a little. It's all kind of positions of prayer. You can sit down. You can go on your face. You can go on your knees. I don't care which way you go. If you ain't believing God, get up. Because all that snotting and boohooing and passing germs ain't helping nobody. Not even you. Because if he said what he said, he meant what he said. He's not changing his mind. So what we have to do, we got to pray like Jesus and say, God, there is evil in this world. But don't take them out of the world. But God, show them how to get through it with the help of the Holy Spirit. He never took nobody out because they wanted to go out. He said, you can endure. You can stand. And how did he know? He said, y'all don't get nothing over on me. He said, you forget. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst you guys. And I walked through everything that you're going through and I know you can get through it, but you have to get through it with my word. Quit whining, quit complaining. Use what you have. Put on your whole armor. Come on, you got to be dressed. Every morning you get up, you better check your mind. See where it's at. Check your mind, make sure your helmet on. First, you got to have the belt of truth. The belt of truth is what hold up all the rest of the armor. Knowing the truth is what make you free. You got to know what truth is even to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Your righteousness don't come through you. It come through him. That's the truth you're supposed to know. And if your armor is falling off, the enemies done killed you. You saved, you born again, but you're walking like a dead man and you got some heavy weights on you. And you feel like you can't move. Have you ever got to the point? Did you feel like you can't move another father? Just leave me alone. Just let me sit here. Shut up. Close that door. <laughs> I'm being honest. Y'all know you can get so agitated. You just, you're just saying you want to be alone in his presence. And the more alone you want to be, y'all, some of y'all baby thank God you by yourself. 
Not that I'm saying you want your family to leave, you know, not by no means. But the ones that can have that peace in their house. I mean, the peace where if you want to just lock up in any room, there's nothing hindering you from doing it. You better grab hold to it while you can. Because if you got everything else going on in your house, you got to find a room. But when you get your house in the right order, you can find a room with everybody in it because they know that's their time. I can't bother them. But if you have that quiet place, take that time alone with God to say, speak, God. I need to hear what you want to say today because, God, I don't know what direction to go in. My mind is everywhere. God, you know my day even before the day has come. But this is the day that you have made. God, I want to rejoice. I want to be glad in it because that's what your word says. But God, I feel like it's a burden I'm carrying. I don't know what the burden is. God, you know what the burden is. You know what's going to happen before it happens. So I need your help to get through whatever you're showing me because I don't know right now. God, I'm trusting in you today. So help me and just sit. Be still. Wait on him. And then the Holy Spirit will begin to speak. He'll begin to give you a scripture to stand on. God want us, y'all. He said, I don't want my people to, be, to become motionless. I don't want my people to stop moving. This is a time that my people should be moving the most. Because it's a lot of people that don't know. And God said he only want us to believe what his word is saying. Not everything that's coming across the television. Y'all, people that don't know God, they add to stuff. They got to make you panic. That's the enemy's job. He have to make you panic. But God will put somebody in the midst to calm you back down. That's why Moses was in the midst of them to keep them calm. Y'all, look at everything that they was going through. No water. Come on, water from a rock. Jesus is the rock. They had no food. God rained bread from heaven. That was the manta. That was his word. It come down from heaven. That's what sustained them. That's what kept them. No matter what went on, God was there to show his hands. But it was yet not enough. Because even when he showed his hands, they still was whining when something else popped up. We do the same thing. He show himself mighty. He show himself strong in one area. We soon forget that area that he delivered us out of. Now we're whining again about this area. God, why am I going through this? Nobody ain't going through like I'm going through. God, I'm always broke. I'm so broke I can't pay attention. You will stay broke and not pay attention. Because you speaking you broke and not paying attention. What you need to speak is, yeah, my bank account is always in the red. But you gave me authority over that bank account to speak. But stop right there. If you ain't working and putting nothing in there. Come on, line up. You can't keep speaking to something. And you got to ask God, God, show me an open door. God, I'm well able to work. Show me where I need to go to work. Because some people get so lazy and slowful, they find every opportunity to continually be lazy and slowful. Let me tell y'all something. I heard that. Everybody cannot come off a job and preach the gospel. The ones that God called off the job, the ones that God tell to come off the job, he's going to show himself mighty and strong, and he's going to show people, I told him to come off the job. It's been how many years? 20-some years, I've been off my job. He's been off his job. If y'all don't see Jesus Christ the Lord, 
Y'all just need to say, come on and rapture me. Come on. But our minds get so clouded, our hearts get so hard, some people want to be in my place or try to come off a job to be in my place and God ain't told you to come off the job and you're going from, from pillar to post trying to make it. Well, I'm up under apostle. If God told her, he sure did tell me how you living. How you living? How you living? Ask yourself, how you doing with that? Because none of y'all know what we go through. Because I don't tell you not unless God shows you. See, everybody see the glory, but you don't know the story behind that glory. You don't know what we have to go through. And it's not that I'm saying I'm trying to make something happen. No, I go to my father. I say, you chose me. You told me to do this and you're not going to be made ashamed of. And I'm not going to be made ashamed of because I'm in you and you and me. So God, come on now. See, that's our whole story. God, you put me here. But guess what? Through all of that, y'all, it was roadblocks in the place. It was where it was no money in the church. It was where, oh, I'm getting there. Oh, God is so good. He just went through the, about the whole Bible, was just showing me scripture. He said, people become motionless, meaning that they don't move no more because of these different circumstances. Remember the Egyptians, what they were doing to them, they became motionless. They didn't want to move forward no more, right? They didn't have the water. They didn't have the food. They didn't want to move forward no more. God gave them manna from heaven. And guess what they did when they took people along with them that shouldn't went with them? They began to complain. This ain't enough. I'm tired of eating this old stale bread. Come on. Bread from heaven, how stale can it get? You know why it's stale? Do you know why the word gets stale to people? Because they ain't got no enlightenment on it. They ain't got no revelation on it. When you're just looking at it as a thou and a ye and a though, you ain't getting no revelation on it because you're trying to say, I don't understand that, so you just close it up. But when you get revelation on top of revelation because you're spending time with God, you can't close this up. You're saying, God, give me more of you. God, I need more of you comes through the soul, not through the spirit. I don't need no more of my spirit, but I need more of him in the soul because the soul is a mess. So I have to ask him for more of you in the soul. I got all of you I need in the spirit, but I need to connect with the spirit. So, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to hurry up. I know people have to get on about their business. You know, they say if you keep you in here too long, the devil's a lie. Because the more you stay in the house of God and you get in the word, you're going to have so much life you don't know what to do with it. You got to carry it out of here and you got to lay hands on somebody and say, come on out of that mess. That's why you need the word. The more words you get, the more revived you are. The more words you take in, the more you can keep going and going and going and going. No matter what's in front of you, you can keep going because you got some life, y'all. It takes life. So here we go. They're going on the journey, y'all. Guess what? Remember, it was the water. It was the food. They complained every time. They got through that. But then the Lord said, here's water, here's food. But let's go into family. When you're taking family on the journey with you, he took Mary, Miriam and he took his brother Aaron. That's in chapter 12. Sometimes. Family would get jealous over you. Close family. And by them getting jealous over you, that will stop you from moving. 
Because you get so concerned about them, your focus is off of what God has given you. It's proven in the Bible. So in Numbers 12, oh Miriam, the prophetess, I don't care what title you got in front of your name, you can let jealousy come in front of that. Oh Miriam, begin to talk to old Aaron. Somebody need to hear this, there's some families talking. And she began to talk about the wife he married. Woo, we can talk about some people everybody else married. Didn't Miriam have a husband? Do y'all see anywhere in the word that Miriam had a husband? Did they mention Miriam's husband? But she had the audacity to talk about Moses' wife. She was a, what you call them women? Ethiopian. Why would she talk about his wife? What did his wife got to do with him leading them people where God told him to? Somebody in the family got to find something wrong with what you're doing to stop you. So she had to go into Aaron's ear, the brother, and begin to talk about. Don't people know when you talk about God's people, you're talking about him? Don't people know God's ears are always open? God already know what you're going to say before you say it. He just waiting on you to get it out your mouth because he know death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So when they talk about you, they talk about God and God going to put a stop to it because he's going to let the leader know, hey, your sister and brother, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to kill him dead. <laughs> Y'all read the Bible. God was going to roast him. Apostle Cross, I know you listen. Roast him. He was going to roast them he was going to, oh yeah, he was going to let him have it. But guess what old dear Moses did? He began to pray. He began to intercede on the behalf of his brother and sister. But guess what happened, y'all? They could not move. Miriam ended up with what? Leprosy. Because she was coming against God. Not Moses. See, God was taking them on a journey, getting them through the wilderness. Actually, God was taking stuff out of them. That's why he took them through that wilderness experience. So if you're in a wilderness experience, God said, I want to show you what's underneath you. I'm going to bring it up the surface so you can deal with it. They had to wait on Miriam to get over her little leprosy. But you know what got me? That old Aaron seemed like he got out of stuff every time, but he didn't. He didn't get out of it. Remember y'all, God left him with the people. And the people said, where is Moses? We want us a God. He give me all your jewelry. He going to make them a God. And then going to tell Moses that it was the people. Anyway, y'all see it was family here, right? So that stopped them moving for a while, didn't it? They had to wait on Miriam. That ain't the end of it. After that, they had to go spy out the land, Okay. They had to go out and spy out the land that God had already given them. So they spied out the land, but guess what? They come back with what? A negative report. Only two of them come back with a positive report. So we're dealing with family. They'll stop you from moving if you allow it. Then you're going to deal with the congregation. They'll stop you from moving if you allow it. Because these were leaders that were sent out from each tribe. They come back with a negative report, but it was two leaders that stood on what God said outside of what they saw. Those other ones were seeing themselves look like grasshoppers. 
But Caleb and Joshua knew who they were in the Lord and they were not going to stop because it looked like it was some giants in that land. He said, we're well able. That's what Caleb said. Guess what the congregation want to kill them. Kill them dead. They want us to die, but let's kill them first. What did God do in that incident? God's going to repeat. He's going to protect his promise. Y'all grab this. So even if the congregation come up against you, even if your family come up against you, this is going to happen. Y'all understand this. These things happen because the enemy have to use these things to stop you from moving forward. He wants you to be motionless. He wants you to stop doing what God is telling you to do because people are whispering in your ear lies. You have to stick to what God said. So what do we have? We have family. We have the congregation. Down, let's get deep. Next thing it was, here come the leaders. Who was it? Abiram, Korah, Dathan. They wanted Moses' position. Look how the enemy coming in. Oh, we all holy. Moses ain't the only one that's holy. We can speak unto the people too. We can go to God too. Y'all know this, right? Number 16. So the, congreg- the, the leaders begin to come against Moses. They begin to come against him. Why? Because the enemy was using them for them getting to the promise. Y'all know what happened to every one of them that come against Moses. They died and they mess. Okay, so we got the family. We got the congregation. Now here go the leaders. The enemy going to try all he can try. Can I tell y'all something? Been in all those areas. Been in all those areas. Everything that I'm telling you done been there. Done been there. Some of it tried to come back around. This is why when you done been there, you know what's in front of you. Nobody don't have to tell you who talking about you. Nobody don't have to tell you because that's familiar, that, that's familiar to you. You already know what's behind people. So you don't get mad at people. You attack the spirit that's in those people, that's using those people to stop you, to stagnate you from moving forward. See, when you hadn't been in these areas, you trust. God said, put trust in no man. Everybody have an opinion about something. I'll put it like this. If I ask Kim about my hair, and Kim told me, Pastor, no, that don't look right. Why am I getting mad at her if I asked her? Right? Because I want her opinion. Because I trust her opinion. She does good hair. I trust her opinion. But what if I knew that the Lord gave me a hairstyle? And I know God gave it to me. And Kim come up to me and say, now you, you need to get rid of that. I'll say, no, I don't. And I wouldn't be mad at her. Because I know what God said. I wouldn't hold an offense against her because I'm not changing it. Because I know what God gave me. Do y'all see the difference? So anytime you want an opinion from man, you go to man. But when God give you something, why you want to go to man? Why you go to man if God gave it to you? We go to man because we have an uncertainty at what God said. My God is so faithful, he is so true, that if I go to him and I'm having doubt, I can go back to him and say, God, I know you said that. I believe you, but help my unbelief. God will send you somebody that you only have to go to and confirm his word. That's just how faithful he is. You don't have to go around the block. God will bring it back to you in the way that he need to bring it. You may flip on the television and there's a preacher saying, God said, fear ye not. Stand still. 
Be of a good courage. You're going to see the salvation of the Lord today. Those you see now, you ain't, you'll be all over the floor. Oh, glory. I ain't have to ask nobody. He bought it through the tube. That's how much trust we supposed to have in God. So I'm showing you through the word of God how many people were stagnated, were not moving, but guess who had to keep them moving? That leader. The enemy is trying to shut down churches, especially with the good leaders that encourage the congregation. The ones in the fivefold that say, keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. We're not going to stop. This is what God's saying. He don't want life to be spoken. He don't want you to come together and congregate. The more people that agree with, if you come together, you're going to end up with it. You're going to have what you say. But if the churches come together in unity and say, I understand what you're saying, but I understand what the word of God is saying. Come on, we settled to do what you said to do. But everything else is still open and going for the world. Why do we, why do we, that's why Nehemiah said this. You had prophets coming to Nehemiah. You had people that was on God's side or assumed to be on God's side. You had some enemies was trying to shut down the wall. Nehemiah had a word from the Lord, and what did he say? When they, they sent a prophet in, y'all. And he said, uh-uh, I'm doing a great work. Why should this work cease? Why should I come down to you? Church, when are we going to get to the point that we say, I'm not coming down to you no more? Because I have a right to speak life. God has opened the doors. Remember Paul would tell them to pray? that a door utterance be open. Paul was never shut down even in prison, y'all. Paul was still getting the word out. Yes, he was. We have opportunities. You see in churches closed up. You see in um, everything else open. Look around you. Look around you. You see in restaurants still open. This is where you get fed too. This is where life is. And people, Christian folks, are agreeing with them but the mall is open. How many people are walking through the mall? How many people are trying on the same clothes? Come on, somebody. How many? How many of y'all go get your car worked on? Hello? How many of y'all, when something breaks down in your house, who are you going to call? You ain't calling Ghostbusters. Come on. How many people are still working on jobs? Why is everything still open but the church is shut down? But the church needs to be, and people got mad because somebody stood up for what was right in the Constitution. It's in the Constitution, and people got mad and said, they need to hush. What y'all trying to do, kill us? Do what they say, stay home. You quit partying. 700 people out there partying, shaking tails. And then they get the coronavirus and you saying that's okay. But people that come to church, you don't need to be coming together. Come on, church. When are you going to stand up for what's right? Shoot, I need a hairdo. Thank you, Kim. Glory. Come on, y'all. Y'all know y'all want them toes done, them nails done. Them eyelashes and got people all in your face, pinning on the eyelash. Don't even want to come into church sitting six feet apart and nobody. T- 
you invite people to your house, gather in groups, drink a little, cuss a little, dance a little, shake your tail a little, and it's okay. But you cannot come into church with your sisters and brothers and sit six feet apart without the world saying we stupid. The devil is a lie. Because the same one you call it stupid is going to be the same one you're going to need when they can't help you. How can we do this, y'all? You own your jobs. You're walking around people every day. When your toe hurt, when your lip hurt, when your eye hurt, you shooting up into them doctor's office and everything's up in there. You're letting the doctor touch all over you, squeeze you a little. Don't know who else he's been squeezing. But you can't come up in here. They sit you six feet apart. You know why? The enemy said, unless I got to deal with the better. Everybody doing something. By the way. People that they think is exposed, they're still going about their business. And you don't know it. You're still walking. And, and Come on, somebody. Come on. Let's go back to the word of God. People were dealing with these things, but they dealt with it through the word. This is your only lifeline. When are we really going to trust it? When are we really going to trust it? You know when people are going to really trust it? When everything else fails. And I'm going to be honest, even when they shut some people up in the house, they find other ways to entertain themselves. And it ain't through the word. They create TikToks, stupid TikToks. And they got people doing the stupid TikToks. Even Christians trying to come up with them a TikTok talk. That was the world. Get mad all you want. I am protected. Don't say nothing else to me. I love you anyway. Because see, when the truth come out, people get mad. What we should be doing is ticking the top right here. Let's talk about it. We're finding everything else for entertainment. Now people are becoming your enemy because they just pull down their mask a little bit to breathe. I can't stand you. You're trying to kill me. And this is what you need to say. Put it back on. Say, I'm going to respect your space. But let me ask you a question. Are you born again? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? No, what business is this of yours? Well, you already did. Because anybody that don't put their trust in Jesus, you walking dead man. Speak now. I respect you, but I'm going to still tell you the truth behind what you think that's protecting you. These masks cannot save you. Somebody's mad. Y'all see all these angels? Look at all these angels. Somebody done start cussing. Right there while they're watching. They, they turned me off, but guess what? Then they turned me back on, so I'm going to see what else you got to say. <laughs> I love you. It's the truth. The Lord protects his own. He's going to protect his word. In closing, y'all remember this woman 
who was a virgin, never been with a man. Can you imagine that? Y'all think about that. A woman had never come together with a man, but she was with a man, but the man ain't had her. Somebody, you know what somebody would say to me right now? That's a lie. He done tapped into that. Somebody already said it. If they together, they done done something. Well, Mary wasn't with nobody. Mary was special. But she was going to come together with Joseph. But she had a visit. God sent an angel from above. And he told Mary that she was going to conceive in her womb a child and even gave her the child's name and even told her, you know, what that child was going to become. And Mary knew she hadn't been with a man, but she said, be it unto me according to your word. Now, if God got Mary pregnant through the word of God, and he knew she was going to go back to Joseph, can I ask y'all something? Do y'all think God was going to let them kill his seed until it was time? Wait a minute, we're forgetting who he is. He was going to send her back big as a tick. And she was going to look at Joseph and tell him, I ain't been with no man. You dead already. He saw you a far off woman. He know he ain't been with you, so you went and stayed over in another country. And you're going to come back here, woman, and tell me, how do you think you have a baby if you ain't been with no man? God takes what's impossible. And he make it possible, right? So guess what God had to do? It wasn't up to Mary to do it. She knew she hadn't been with nobody. God had to lay Joseph down. And he had to give it to Joseph. He had to tell Joseph what was in her womb. It belonged to him, okay? But guess what else God had to do? He had to use Joseph to protect the seed. And y'all wonder why this man protects me like he does. Do y'all wonder why my daddy pray for me like he does? Daddy be praying all the time, y'all. He be praying all the time. <laughs> but do y'all wonder? Because whatever you're carrying that belonged to God and God wanted delivered, he's going to have people praying that you don't even know this praying. So Joseph was praying for Mary. And God was telling Joseph, don't go here, don't do this, because they want to try to kill that. See, he had to stay in contact with God. And guess what? Jesus was delivered when he's supposed to be delivered. And Joseph was still taking instructions from God. God will bring that house together. God is not going to give you anything without bringing that house into what he has given you. When he called me to do ministry, my husband wasn't in the place that he needed to be in. But when my husband saw me going through and how I was trusting God and what I was going through when he wanted to lock me up and put me in the oaks, God let him know you ain't putting her nowhere because she ain't crazy. He told me, he hurt my feelings, y'all. That man told me he was going to send me to Neverland. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus because I know my daddy wouldn't let him do it. <laughs> but daddy wouldn't have nothing to do with it. But God had a plan, y'all. I had to go down that road. Why did I go down that road for all of y'all? So whatever you going through, it ain't for you. It's to save somebody else. Jesus went through to save all of us. But God gives you a gift. He gives you a talent. He gives you something to help someone. It's not just for you. 
is for you to go out and share it with other people and say, if God delivered me, he can deliver you. So when God said he called me to root up and tear down strongholds off of people's lives, y'all, that's in every area. That's not in one. That's, that goes through the healing. That goes everything wrapped up in one package. So I always wonder, why did I go through all of this? God said, you went through all of this so you can get rid of whatever was holding you to get to the place where I wanted you to be. But I was there all the time. Even when, in, when it was silent, I was still there. So God took me through, y'all. He put people in my life to uplift me, encourage me, but then he removed those people. When he knew I was strong enough to stand, he said, nobody else will come and encourage you. I said, ain't nothing but the devil. The devil is a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You better give me another word. I was addicted to getting it from somebody else. But when he shut the door, I spent my time with God, going through my hurts, going through my pains, going through things that, I didn't think I would go through. But guess who brought me out? God. So what am I saying to you? Y'all, we can't stop. We can't stop because of COVID-19. We're getting so used to COVID-19. Me and Evangelist was talking about people don't want to dress up no more. People want to just go out and look any kind of way because I got on a mask. People ain't going to know who I am anyway. Just go throw on anything. I'm just going in here. (laughs) Come on. Have have y'all felt that? Come on. We're getting so comfortable. God tell you to come into the house of God to come just as you are. We're getting so comfortable. We're coming out just like we're in the street somewhere. That's good. I don't mind if you wear your shorts, whatever you want to wear, as long as you get in the word. That's okay, as long as you don't come in here naked now. If you come in here naked, evidently I miss Jesus. We ain't going to do that. But people are getting so relaxed in this pandemic, they don't want to put on no makeup no more. They don't want to do what they used to do no more because they feel like, I ain't got nobody impressed. So that tells you, you were looking for somebody to impress. But when you're still doing the same thing and you're not changing, it's because that's who you are. You ain't let no pandemic change who you are. My husband would always tell me, come on here, man. I need to get so-and-so place. I said, I ain't going nowhere till I put on some makeup. You look all right without it. I said, I hear what you say. (laughs) But you're going to wait about 15 minutes and he'll do it. But then, y'all, I got so relaxed, I said, shoot, give me that mask. Let's go. (laughs) Get me a ball cap on my head. Give me the mask. You ain't seen number eyes, so I don't need number eye lava. But one day, this is funny, y'all. I got to pick on my daddy over there. Me and my husband was doing some renovating. And women, you know, sometimes you can have the dark spots under your eyes. So I ain't having no makeup that day because, you know, we can fix that up, right? But sometimes when you're tired, you have it too. So daddy, he was down there looking at what we done, and daddy turned around and looked at me. He said, go home. Get you some rest. You tired? I say, he ain't used to this me. I am tired. But I must have looked top, y'all. Daddy told me to go. Shirley, you know your brother. He look at you. I'm like, huh? Y'all, I was toe up. So I went home and I looked in the mirror. I said, dog. I need some sleep. But what am I saying? 
you get so relaxed that you just let it go. We can't let him go, y'all. We got to keep moving forward. God want us to reveal his glory. He want us to keep moving in spite of what's going on in our lives. And sometimes we feel like giving up because we've been waiting on something for so long and seem like we don't see the manifestation like we need to see it. But you know what God wait for? He's waiting on us to say, God, if I never see it in the natural, I already know what I have. Because your word don't change. Read Hebrews 11. Some of them died. And they didn't even get to participate in what God said. But they knew it was coming to pass. My granddaddy have said things and he's been dead for years. And some of the things that he said, we're seeing it now. He wasn't here, but he said it before he left. He's still speaking from the grave. People are still talking about, you know, what he said or, or what he did. But he's gone. But he said it for, to encourage us to let us know this is what's going to come, but it's going to take the word. He would always use the word no matter what. And his favorite word was taint so. And you know him what you see him, but he didn't go on what he saw. He went on what the word said, and that's what God wants us to do. So don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at no one else because they're standing on the word. If that's what you choose to believe, that's you. If that's what they choose to believe, that's them. But don't get mad at them because you're stuck in, can I say this, neutral. And you're not moving forward. It's time to come out of neutral, y'all. This is real. They're going to come up with a drug to try to get people well. People are praying that they come up with a drug to stick in your arms. To get you through COVID. Do you know everything they come up with got to be tested? And they want to use people as guinea pigs, but when they die, it ain't going to be because of their error. It's going to be because it was something else wrong with them and they didn't tell you. And everybody's going to run to that drug. Everybody's going to de depend on that drug to boost them up. They, get, they got to give you COVID. For you to have a defense against COVID. That's what flu does. They give you flu. So the flu, when it come against you, already got it in you. That's why, have y'all noticed when you went to a doctor's office, if you have a sick child, and you're in the house with that child, and you already exposed to it, you already had it. So when they get sick, they say, oh, it ain't going to bother you no more. You done had it. So you safe. Have y'all ever heard that? Yeah. Once you already had the flu and somebody else is around you with the flu, your body done build up a tolerance. So you're not going to catch it. Come on, y'all. That's what they tell you. So this is why if we don't put full trust in this Bible and what's saying, this is for me too. I'm at a place in my life I have to trust. Y'all, I have no choice. I'm learning I have no choice. Because his word is the only word that's going to stand because whatever we hear, it brings fear. It brings panic. Whatever we see, it brings these things. But we have to see what God is seeing so we can do what he's doing. That's what Jesus done doing pandemics, doing leprosy, everything. He didn't catch no leprosy. He just told them it was God's will to heal the leprosy. Be healed. The man went healed. Jesus knew his rights. We have to know ours, y'all, in these times. Quit agreeing 
with man. Agree with God. Say, I hear what you're saying, but let me tell you what the word is saying. They'll get mad if you tell them because they're so full of pride. They'll be like, well, die then. Just die. Well, man, you already dead. I'm trying to give you what I got, life. Come here, let me lay my hands on you. The Bible says if I lay hands on the sick and the crazy. <laughs> no, the Bible says if you lay hands on the sick. Well, they're crazy too because some people have mental stuff, but they're not crazy. That's the enemy coming at their mind to try to make them think they're crazy. So that's why Jesus spoke to everything that was walking that was not lining up with the word, and he told it what to do. Some people even get offended when you talk about the different things that's going on around you, they'll say, well, you shouldn't have said that. Why should I not say that? Some people are having problems in their mind. Your whole being, your mind controls your body. Whatever you think is what you become, y'all. Your body's going to react to what you're thinking. If you think fear, your body's going to go into shock and a panic. Come on. So you got to what? You got to go in the word and transform your mind. And until you transform your mind, you're going to walk in a panic. You're going to walk in a fear. You're going to walk in death even though you got life in you because you're not letting the life flow through you. So let's don't become motionless. Let's move forward. That's what God is saying to us today. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. We're going to go in the announcements. After the announcements, we're going to... Go ahead and do our tithes as you leave out, and then we'll, um, well, before you leave out, we'll do our blessing. I want to say this. I want to thank everybody that participated in our hardcore for Jesus on, on yesterday. We did not get as many people as I was hoping that we would get to come out and get the bags, and sometimes we don't get as many people because we don't have enough people opening it up to let people know what we're doing. When you let people know what you're doing, through the whole time you're doing it, you can reach more people. So we want to do better each year, and we want to reach more people because we want to make sure that everybody know what we have. Amen? So we want to thank those that did participate in Hardcore on yesterday, and I give God glory for the ones that come out. And it was hot yesterday, the guys that helped put up the tents and the tables and the ones that stood out waiting on people to drive through to get what they needed. We are so greatly appreciated for you supporting the ministry and helping out the way that you did. Y'all, it takes support from everybody. It may be other ways people can support, but just to let everybody come together in unity and let us know that, you know, we're here one for another for a certain cause. Last thing, and I'm going to let Athea go ahead on. If anybody in here is listening um, through um, the Internet, Facebook, whatever, if you um, don't have a way of toning in, because I know some people don't like coming back into church, and that's okay. But if you don't have a way of toning in so you can hear the services, please get up with us to let us know so we can see how we can help you to become a part of what's being taught. I want to make sure everybody can tone in, whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through um, Internet, or we can set up a way that we can have you call in so you can hear as well. Amen? So please let us know about that. Amen. These are our church announcements. Sunday school is every Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. Praise and worship service is every Sunday at 11 a.m. Clem School of Ministry is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. 
Every third Wednesday at 8 p.m., you can join Apostle on Facebook for Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. You can watch us live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. and on Sundays at 11 a.m. on our website at www.mtdm.org or on Facebook. You can watch us Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. on Fox TV. That's channel 26 and I think channel 8 for some. And if you would like to have a copy of today's teaching on CD or DVD, see myself or Sister Gloria in the back. And ways to send your tithes and offerings in, you can visit, uh, you can go to www.mtdm.org, or you could cash app at dollar sign mtdm20, or mail it to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, P.O. Box 1042, Burgard, North Carolina, 28425. Thank you. Is there any more announcements? Did we leave out anything? Also, I want to say this. The Holy Spirit's reminding me of this. I have to explain myself because some people go out there and turn something backwards. When I say that you're dead, spiritually dead, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you are spiritually dead. I understand that you're walking around and you're living, but if you don't have the life of God in you, you are dead. Just like I was once dead before I accepted him as my Lord and as my Savior. His words is what brings life. Being born again is what gives you a new life. Amen. Go read John, the third chapter. We give God glory. We have to clear stuff up to make it the way it needs to be. Amen. Is there anything else before we dismiss? Have we missed anything? Okay. Visitors, I'm sorry. Is there any visitors that would like to?